Hello, all you relaxed players. This is the Dominion League Weekly Podcast with another special interview episode for you. I am your host, Trumpf, and this is the last episode for this year 2021. What makes this interview a special one is that my guest Jekyll is actually someone I already know quite well. So that's um, very different from previous guests. What is also different is that I conducted the interview in person, which is why there are a few sounds here and there we unfortunately couldn't edit out without compromising what was being said at the same time. So, Jack Doll and I basically became friends because of our shared interest in sports climbing. Uh, we watched some competitions together and nerded out about it. We also challenged each other to self-commentate our Dominion matches, so now you know who you can complain to about my singing. We started doing third-party commentary together, and we have a couple name, which is the Chameleon and Socks. Friend Jack Doll has played six league seasons total, starting season 44 in G and swiftly rising up to D. They have been playing in E for the past two seasons. Jack Doll has also participated in a lot of non-league tournaments. They won big games too, and they were finalists in the card champions and doubles tournaments. On the Leonard Ha scale of play speed, they are definitely near the Leonard Ha end of the spectrum. Um, I would put them maybe at uh, 7.5. <laughs> yeah, I think that's all I want to say for an introduction. So without further ado, here is Jekdal. Hello. Hello. Thank you for taking the time to do an interview with me. Yeah, well, you're here anyway, so... <laughs> it's not like you had a choice. <laughs> no, not really. I'm spending time with you anyway. Might as well record it. Yes. I don't know how many hours we've been talking with each other already. About Dominion stuff. A couple hours. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, I have, as per usual, prepared some warm-up questions. I'm going to ask you. I'm excited. It's either or are you? <laughs> I am. Okay. You've been hyping them up. Oh no. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, you ready? Yes. Okay. Go barefoot or wear your skirt? Barefoot. Zebras or sharks? Zebras. Flowers or insects? Insects. Birds or insects? Mm, that's a tough one. I think I'd have to go with insects. I mean, I'm kind of tired of birds already. There's not enough birds around. But you can learn so much about insects, and there's so many insects all over the place. They're really cool. Space or computers? Computers. Light or dark? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Uh, definitely both, but like light, I guess. Uh, Finland or Norway? Finland. Is there a story? <laughs> well, I mean, either I could take the the 
like um, traditionally Swedish people make fun of Norwegians in, in like the way that most countries have some countries that they make fun of um, but Linda Torvalds is from Finland so and Linda Torvalds made uh, Linux and that popped into my head when you said Finland <laughs> so it's like yeah let's go with that Norway is mostly just like oil <laughs> and like few words mm-hmm. okay um, self commentary or third party commentary I might actually enjoy self commentary more in general because it's well if they're good at self commentary because it's really nice to get to hear what they're actually thinking when they're doing decisions. Third-party commentary can sometimes have a hard time picking up on that. Mix-mix or 4E? I mean, in Mix-mix I advanced, which is nice. But I think 4E is more is more fun format. So, Mix-mix. <laughs> <laughs> Dominion Online or in real life? Online, easy. Yeah, <laughs> I could have told. Okay, are we properly warmed up? I'm not freezing. <laughs> I am freezing. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can zip up your sweater. No. <laughs> okay, why don't you let the people know what the meaning behind your username is? Okay. And how you pronounce it. Okay, so I pronounce it Jackdaw, and the name, well, it's kind of a long story. So, back in my youth, I wore a lot of hats, as very cool young kids do. Mm-hmm. And so I wore a hat at a summer camp, and we played a, I played games, with uh, older people at the summer camp who didn't know my name, so they just referred to me as Hatten in Swedish, as in the hat. Or so, yeah. So that got me the nickname Hatten, which I used for a while. Um, but it's too common a name to use on the internet, and there's a lot of memes involving hats in Swedish. Um so trying to trying to get the username Hatten on any website is impossible, pretty much. Interesting. So I had to come up with something else. And so I transcribed Hatten using by switching keyboard layout. So I use the Dvora keyboard layout. Which is yeah, it's a keyboard layout where that swaps the place of all the letters and makes everything better. And sure. so if you type on a keyboard as if you're using Dvorak, but the computer is actually configured as QWERTY, and you type Hatten, then you get Jackdaw. Hmm. Or it might be the other way around. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> if I was typing as QWERTY on a Dvorak or as Dvorak on a QWERTY. I could figure that out, but mm-hmm. that's how it is. So I made that nickname when I signed up for League of Legends, like, more than a decade ago. And since then I've had Jackdaw. 
And that is sufficiently unique for nobody else to have that English name anywhere. Yes. And also, I didn't even know about this. I don't think I, I don't think I did. Okay. I think I've told about it on the Discord. Yeah. And somebody's asked. Huh. In some channel at some point. I just know I was like mortally afraid to pronounce it. I think the first time or so it came up and I was just like giving up and being like, I'm so sorry. And then you, you contacted me and was like, oh, poor thing. <laughs> yep. And that was the start of a beautiful friendship. <laughs> yes. I don't really care all that much if people mispronounce it or pronounce it however they want or if they say Jack DL or stuff like that. I've been, uh, it's been pronounced in a lot of ways and I very much did not expect people to actually say the name when I made it up <laughs> so it's kind of unpronounceable just reading it yeah, yeah. so your avatar mm-hmm. is um, a whale I think what's up with your avatar <laughs> <laughs> it's a chameleon Ah, it's a chameleon. <laughs> okay. It's a chameleon. Now that you say that, yeah, it was a very interesting looking whale. Okay. Why is your avatar a chameleon? <laughs> I think Strumpf is trying to play dumb. <laughs> Who, me? <laughs> I would never. <laughs> no, it's just a question that I like to ask everyone, but since... Uh, yeah, do you want to talk about your avatar? Yes. <laughs> well, the best tournament of them all, much better than Mix Mix or EEE, was the Card Champions tournament. And there I was drafted the way of the chameleon. And then I, of course, had to uh, change my display name and I had to change my avatar and I had to completely fall in love with the card even more than I already was. And I. Um, searched up an image of a, a chameleon that looked fancy and I cropped it. Nice. But I haven't had that avatar for, for that long. Previously I had my rats that I had a couple years back. Yay. That was so cute. Pic. Yes. It was actually really funny to see. So in the, in the channel where you asked for questions, somebody posted about how do you how, how do you manage to control the computer as a chameleon? And that was really funny to me because I've gotten the exact same question when I had the rat avatar. And there was a lot of jokes about me being two rats, like jumping around on a keyboard <laughs> and like cooperating and trying to masquerade as a human. It's <laughs> oh, so sweet. Yes. Yeah, you will definitely have to answer that question or else um, chance will be sad. Mm-hmm. So for people who don't know you as well as I do, can you mm-hmm. maybe share a little bit about yourself as much or as little as you like? Okay, so yeah, I'm a 28-year-old person. Uh, I live in Sweden. Um, Were you asking, like, looking at me for confirmation? <laughs> like, no. Yeah, I'm only 28. <laughs> math is hard. <laughs> Um, yeah, I live in Sweden. I have studied computer engineering, so I do love me some programming and I love Linux and fooling around with a computer. I've had a lot of diverse interests 
I love dancing currently. I go barefoot. I'm vegan. I don't know. There's a lot of things I could say about me. <laughs> I just remembered the warm-up question. Okay. Bug or fox? Fox. So the last and most important question of the general questions is, of course, what is your favorite color? My favorite color? Yes. It's been orange for a while, but I'm kind of torn between orange and purple and turquoise. They're all really nice colors. My, my favorite nail polish is turquoise. So, um, shall we talk about Dominion? I mean... <laughs> What else? <laughs> <laughs> we have various hobbies. Yes. When and how did you start playing Dominion? And what do you like about it? So I started playing Dominion because I was in uh, an online reality game uh, on Discord. And towards the end of that um, game, when we were three people remaining, the game we were playing uh, was called D and D, which both stood for Dungeon Dash and definitely not Dominion, <laughs> which was one of the uh, people arranging the the ORG had made the made a copy of like taking the concept of dominion and made a couple of cards um, um, a set of custom cards slightly tweaked the rules and instead of instead of scoring by buying victory cards you scored by moving on a board and you added move piece move cards to your deck that's like if you played move three, you got to move three spaces on the board. Mm -hmm. And the first one to the finish one. And that was really fun to analyze and to optimize. And I spent hours and hours and hours. It's like we played, we got to see the cards and then we played for a couple hours. And then we had a break because it took forever to play. Surprise, surprise. Dominion <laughs> takes a long time to play, <laughs> at least for me. <laughs> and we had like a custom bot and stuff that we were using that were kind of janky. Yeah, then we took a break and were to continue like at a later date. And then I spent loads of hours in between <laughs> those times breaking down the game, exploring what possible avenues I had for a win, printing out or well, cutting out um, small pieces of paper and writing out the card names, all of that, and simulating out the rest of the game wow. for every player on different decisions from them <laughs> and figure out the optimal uh, cards for me to buy in the upcoming turns to maximize my chance of winning. Wow. And uh, I won. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> so yeah, that was really lovely. And then in the then in the finals we could we got to repeat games so then I made sure to, to repeat. And definitely not the minions we played that once again. And Isa, who was the, the, the guy that made the cards, he made another set of cards and we played it again. And it was still a lot of fun. So I was like, okay, Isa, you gotta, you gotta show me this Dominion thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I played online. So what do you like about Dominion? Mm, the complexity and like the, the depth of it all. That there's so much to think about and consider. And that it's 
not there's there's not a lot of rote learning that you can do like the 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 space of possible boards and the the space of possible next turns that you can have means that it's impossible to actually plan too much ahead so you have to learn a lot of heuristics and learn a lot of strategies of approaching it <clears throat> which is much more interesting to me in games than like chess or something where you actually have to think 10 turns ahead mm. always and you have well you don't have to even in the lower level like you have to memorize a lot of openings and you have to memorize a lot of end games but in dominion the randomness is so vast that you just have to get a good feel for the game and i, I really enjoy that mm. am i correct in assuming that your favorite card is the chameleon i'm not actually that sure like i really love way the chameleon and i like I've embraced it partly because of the meme value because like <laughs> because I'm champing in it I have to think it's my favorite card. Yeah. So I'm really like I know it's my avatar and everything so I really have to like <laughs> you have to embrace it. I have to embrace it as my favorite card. But really, I really really like it. It's it's it makes it makes it such that you have to reevaluate like all the cards on the board and like you have to reread all the cards and figure out how they actually work with the chameleon effect. You get a lot of surprising interactions and boards can get completely flipped by adding it. Mm. Mm, and I really like that. Is it on your like list? Yes. Or it should be at least. <laughs> I like I, I'm, I'm I don't really use my like list much, but I'm pretty sure it's on there. Do you use the other lists? Yes. Well, not a lot. My ban list might be empty. No, I think there's a few things on there. I don't I don't really ban or dislike cards too much. I think I got like donate on dislike and that's because of what I said earlier. I don't really like having to think too far ahead. Mm. Like having to use heuristics and like donate makes the game a little bit too uh, deterministic mm. for my for my liking. So I don't like that, but I don't dislike it enough to ban it. So just dislike it. I don't want to see too, too much. And then I have like battlefield and dislike because it leads to early greening often, more often being correct. And I want to build fancy engines. And I've got uh, cultist on dislike because on quite a few cultist boards, it's kind of boring to just have cultist be such a centralizing card. But a lot of the miserable attack cards I, I love. <laughs> I love I love the Squinder mm-hmm. Bonanzas. Mm-hmm. Squinder was my was my first pick in the card champions draft. Ooh, but but it, it was banned, right? It was banned. Mm. It was very much banned. Mm. And I think it was partly banned because I was very vocal about picking Swindler. <laughs> so everybody knew to ban it. Oh. So I think it was the I'm not sure if Squinder Possession was like the most named card to ban, but it was very was named by a lot of people to ban. Yeah, I think it was actually Possession, but yeah, I mean, probably. Hmm. Would you say you have a least favorite card? And if so, what would it be? Or just like out of the ones that you just named? I guess Battlefield, because it's like like Donate is still an interesting card. I just don't want to play with it. Oh, I think Tournament has been on my dislike list as well. We're also like, I don't want to play with it too much, but it's still an interesting card. So mm-hmm. I don't dislike it that much. But Battlefield just doesn't feel interesting. It just leads to early greening games. 
I guess it can make for some interesting decision, but ah. Do you have a favorite uh, landscape? Well, we have chameleon. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> but if I am to pick my favorite card. Yes, that one. <laughs> yeah. So Swindler is, is an option, but I mean, I don't actually love it that much. I also like the, the reason I picked Swindler as my first pick was because that would also be such a great meme to force everybody to play so many Swindler games. <laughs> it would be such a meme tournament for me. Uh, I had a lot of, like, my, my draft for Karching was so long and I had so many cards on it. Necromancer is really nice. I like Vampire and like a dozen or more cards that I'm not remembering right now. I think I could say Necromancer. Hmm. Do you have a favorite heirloom? Probably Goat. Yeah. And do you have a favorite combo? Chameleon Capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) Holy moly. Did you have a Chameleon Capitalism board? Yes, we did. And they were so disappointing. Oh, no. Or no wait was no no wait no wait it was chameleon gamble yeah it was chameleon gamble yeah let me change my answer chameleon gamble is more fun you can't change answers I I just did <laughs> <laughs> I had such a there are some really insane boards with with chameleon gamble <clears throat> but we got none in our match oh you are going to the lonely island. Mm-hmm. And you can only bring one expansion, like base and one expansion. What would it be? Well, I have no clue. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring a gold subscription. <laughs> no. <laughs> and like, if it's physical cards, like if I'm going to know to, to an island with 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 a with a physical expansion, then I'd probably bring another game instead. <laughs> Heresy. <laughs> like, well, I'm, 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 I don't, I don't know the expansions really. I mean, I know some cards in some expansions, but I don't really know them because I've only played online. And I don't really associate cards with expansions much, so I barely have any favorite expansions at all. Mm. And I don't really like playing IRL much. Mm. And like the reduced randomness, like the reduced card pool, would make it a lot less fun. So I think I'd pick a bunch of board games that would play before the main IRL. My poor heart. <laughs> <laughs> what are your favorite non-league tournaments? Let me guess. Card champions. Champions was wonderful. <laughs> How many non-league tournaments have you played in? A or lot. what? What non-league tournaments have you a played lot. in? I played in medium, medium and big games. You won big games. I won big games. Um, Card Champions, Order and Chaos, Mix Mix and EEE, uh, Renaissance Mix. Doubles. Doubles. Doubles is really good. Base Base, the Shuffle Championships. So of these, what, which tournaments did you enjoy most? Doubles has been really, really enjoyable. Talk more about it, please. Um, I'm not sure it's been as enjoyable for our opponents, <laughs> but me and Cyrus have had such a nice time chatting for hours on end 
and discussing what to do everywhere mm. and like uh, and I li- so I, I really like yeah I really like analyzing and, and discussing and like trying to optimize every single like ounce possible in spots and it's really nice to have somebody to discuss that with mm-hmm. it was probably like a little bit the same yeah, has the same enthusiasm. Yeah, so mm. it's also the same. And we're so we're both quite slow players and really like to think through things and, and really consider the options and try to consider what we think are the best things to do. So when you are in a situation you just like you try to like think everything through and you're like if we do X then this would happen, but if we, we do like C and you're trying to optimize it to the best possible solution. Yeah. It's kind of what I heard from or about like some of the Japanese players that you're just like trying to find the best possible way, mm-hmm. which would explain why it takes longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I try to do that when by myself as well, and I think most top players do that mm-hmm. in some way or another. Like especially when you do buys and stuff, mm-hmm. like end game positioning. If I buy these cards, well, can they end it? Or what if they do? If they if I buy these green cards, if they buy those green cards in response, can I win on the next turn? Mm. There, it's the most visible and like impactful. Mm-hmm. But there's on a lot of boards, there's a lot of mid game, like all the mid game decisions on play, on like in which order you play the cards to maximize the chance that you draw deck or like mm-hmm. do the most and stuff like that. So much to discuss and analyze and think about. And it's so fun to share that with somebody else. Yeah. Did you have like any major like disputes or anything where one was like, we need to do this and the other was like, no, we need to do that? I mean, loads. I don't know <laughs> if we had any like major, major disputes, but like we had loads of disagreements on opens and what to do next and, and stuff like that. And that's when we take like three minutes to resolve mm-hmm. them because we have to argue for the case for either mm-hmm. of them. And like on some, on one board, there was a lot of discussion on how much to build, like what deck are we actually going to build? And we we're discussing all of that before buying our first card because it matters. We're like, hmm, so what's this game actually going to be in 10 turns? I think it's going to be this. No, it's going to be this. No, it's going to be this. No, it should be this. <laughs> But what do you think our opponents are gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> and it's really good, and we, well, yeah, we, we've done really well in tournaments. So mm-hmm. like, it's actually a, a great way to to evaluate and plan ahead. But yeah, we've had a, a lot of disagreements on what the best thing to do is. But we usually come to we usually come to terms relatively uh, quickly and without much. Like without much incident, like we're not, we're not holding grudges for any other decisions. How did this um, dream team come to be? I wanted to play in doubles because it sounded great, and then I spent one afternoon or two researching on who to ask because, like, I wanted somebody that was on about my level, and they should be European. So we're in the same time zone, so it's easier to schedule. Mm. And I checked the sign-up lists for the last World Cup, among other things. And I think that's where I found that Cyrus was from Denmark, but I'm not entirely sure. And I also talked with a bunch of people. I think I talked with you, 
and think about who's from where. Oh, right. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You told me, I'm not going to ask you, but yes. <laughs> who should I ask? Yes. I was like, thank you, I guess. <laughs> like, it would, it would still be fun to play with you, of course, because it's always fun to, to chat about stuff with you. Um, but, but I wanted, that's not, that's not what I wanted from this tournament in particular. Sure. Like, we can play a lot of games together and talk a lot uh, in other times. <laughs> But for this instance, I wanted somebody that was good and I could have long, long discussions about mm. complex stuff. And I know that you're not always that interested in that. No. <laughs> but I think you succeeded. Yes, I'm very happy. <laughs> Finding with, someone. I'm very happy with Cyrus. But I did say, so I did say last time we, we after, after our last game, I did say that if there's another doubles tournament, I might not sign up with Cyrus just because we're both so slow mm-hmm. <laughs> that <laughs> we we amplify the slowness and we play so freaking slow that it's kind of a pain for everybody involved. <laughs> so I might sign up with like I, I I might look out and try to find somebody else to play with next time, mm. not because I'm disappointed with Cyrus in any way, mm. but. I should maybe want. I should maybe get somebody that pushes me to play fast instead. <laughs> the way around. <laughs> well, we'll see if it's gonna. If it's gonna see a second, a second installment. Yeah, I'm in no rush though. I don't. I don't need a double tournament for a while. <laughs> I don't think you're ever in a rush. I'm. I'm sated for a while now. <laughs> How long did it take you to play on your current level? Um, yeah, so I started playing like in October, November or something. I think I've kind of plateaued in my skill the last few months. I don't think I'm that much better than it was like two or three months ago. So I'd say like maybe it took me like half a year to get to this level. And how did you get there? By putting lots of effort <laughs> and and having a lot of ex- like having a bunch of experience with other games and analyzing stuff beforehand, but my my actual approach like I haven't played a lot of games, so like actually playing games I don't think is that helpful unless you're also analyzing them thoroughly and like really putting in a lot of effort. Just like grinding out a lot of games on ladder, I think is a very ineffective way of learning. And especially early on, like trying to get good from scratch on your own, that's going to take you forever because you're going to have to reinvent the wheel from scratch and learn, like figure out all the heuristics that good players know. So yeah, so I watched a lot of videos and spectated a lot of games, especially early on. I watched a lot of Wandering Winders videos and I was... I loaded the video and I paused the video and I analyzed the kingdom all for myself, like spent several minutes trying to figure out um, what's the correct thing to do, what are the key key cards here, what's the key combos and stuff. And then I unpaused and heard heard Wondering Winder analyze it and see how they played it out. And also in some key spots I would post the video again and like, okay, what do I what would I do in this spot? How would I go from here and then unpause and see what happened. And that was 
really efficient way, I think, of learning and picking up a lot of stuff quickly. Because it's a, yeah, it's a good um, feedback. And who did you spectate? Yeah, and then I, and after that, well, and then I watched a lot of videos from a lot of top players, like pretty much, pretty much everybody that uploads regularly and have a good mic quality, <laughs> which, actually, which actually is a lot of people. And then I'm, I've been spectating a lot of games, like a lot of A-League and B-League games and a lot of tournament matches and tuning into a lot of self-commentary. And you quite often see me commentating and discussing the board in the chat. How do you deal with losing matches? Well, it depends a lot on the stakes and it depends a lot on what the expected outcome was. If I'm playing, at least early on, I checked a lot of news before the matches and like calculated the expected win according to the, according to the formulas. And I always use that as a baseline to compare myself to. And so like the, the result is always just relative to what the expectation is. The, the absolute number of wins don't really matter otherwise but i've had a couple of seasons in league that have been disappointing well the last two seasons and i don't know i don't know if i have any particular strategies for that i don't know stuff just happens (laughs) (laughs) you try to you try to adjust the odds you try to maximize your chance of winning you try to be able to play in in your best form and in your best like state of mind and stuff like that but sometimes one or several lows don't work out and I get more or less frustrated, but I usually get over it without too much trouble, I think, and hope. <laughs> Do you have any players that you are always looking forward to playing against? And if so, who are they? I don't think I have any particular people I look forward to playing. Yeah, of course it's always nice to play friendly people and people I know um, and it's always nice to play strong people and people you can learn from uh, but that's dependent on on being in a mind state where I can make use of that information properly mm-hmm. if I'm playing a good player and I'm not playing well I don't have to play at my best but if I'm not playing a good game and I'm not putting effort in and I'm not analyzing the games afterwards it feels kind of wasted mm-hmm. to play such a good player and not made use of that um, opportunity to get better but i think currently i just i just want good opponents fun boards nice time people that aren't playing too fast and are patient when i'm not playing fast because <laughs> i'm <laughs> very bad at that <laughs> and i'm a bit self-conscious about it and i'm trying to play a bit faster but it's really hard yeah i've become like really really sensitive to like people like pushy people Mm -hmm. even if they're not pushy but like if they are like one comment and i'm already like getting defensive (laughs) i I really don't mind people telling me to speed up like i I really don't mind that like i I actively want people to tell me to speed up if they think i'm playing slowly Mm -hmm. but of course i think they should do so in a in a nice way Mm -hmm. and like if i can trust my opponent to tell me when i'm being too slow that means if they're not saying anything they're fine with it Mm-hmm. So then I can be, then I don't have to have a bad conscience about it mm-hmm. all the time. Nobody's saying anything. So I do want my opponents to try telling me. But if they're like 
if they expect me to play super fast, mm. I'm just not capable of playing that fast, and it just becomes sad time. Yeah. And I don't enjoy having to push myself to play faster than I want to. Yeah. And like not be able to take my time and think through what for me takes a lot of time to think through. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, the way I handle it, I'm just like, um, whenever people make or opponents make comments like that, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I heard you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs> There's nothing I can do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that works as well. Yeah. I mean, I I usually can speed up. Uh, well, if somebody tells me that they would like me to speed up, then I try to speed up a mm-hmm. bit. And like, I'm I'm totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. But it also, of course, depends on like the stakes of the game and like stuff like that. And how complicated the board is. And the etiquette channel has long, long <laughs> messages about play speed and context around that when it's fine to take that amount of time. Actually. I felt like there were longer conversations in uh, in the doubles channels than in etiquette. Yeah, that was that was actually insane. <laughs> yeah, that was like also not necessary, but well. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't. No comment about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, <laughs> do you have any um, any people that you would uh, actually like to play against that you haven't played yet? Didn't you just ask that? Did I? Was that? No, um, I asked if uh, if you have players that you are always looking forward to playing against. Oh. And now I want to know if you have like a wish list of uh, future opponents. Oh, no. Really? No. What? Okay. Okay. I mean, of course, it would be cool to play like the top players. Like it would be cool to play in the Smith 99, but I wouldn't gain more from playing any Smith 99 than I would from playing any other A-leaguer, I think. Fair. I just need a sufficiently stronger player to show me what what I'm doing incorrectly. And like, yeah, of course I want to play wise and strong and players, but yeah, I don't think I care particularly about specific people. Hmm. Fair. How did you come around to playing League? I mean... Was there an option not to? <laughs> yeah, sure. I have a lot of friends who play online, but like, will never play league. No, 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 no. It wasn't an option not to play league. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> and especially with the amount of, like, I'm so impressed by the amount of tools and like the backend infrastructure and like the the DOM bot and like all the spreadsheets and the website and like. I have some experience running tournaments in uh, uh, another game, Crypto the Necrodancer. And so I knew how it was to work as a staff there and arranging tournaments and stuff. And then I got to the Dominion community and I was just so amazed by the amount of stuff that the community has built up over time. And I just want to use all of it and try everything and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course I had to play in this league thing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have um, any thoughts on what could be improved about League? Is there even anything you think could be improved? Um, what do you feel? How do you feel about like the division size and the season length and stuff? Yeah, I, so my my main like yeah. So as I've said a bunch of times already, I'm a pretty slow player. 
playing six games in a row takes a long time. Yeah. Like, I think I averaged like three hours for six games. And playing three hours in a row is kind of too much for me. Mm. <laughs> I get exhausted. I don't think I play as well. And it's just not as enjoyable after three hours. Yeah. And splitting up it up over two sessions is totally fine but that means you have to schedule twice as many times yeah so you have to schedule 10 matches for a season which is doable for me because i have a pretty open schedule but more effortful so in general i definitely prefer four game matches in all the tournaments i play i would probably prefer league to have a different format where you either play either play four game matches or you do yeah something like that what about a smaller division size? I'm not sure. Like, a smaller division size and still six games, I guess, could still work. But the expectation is still... is Like, the expectation is to play all the games in a single setting. So, like, you have to kind of explicitly ask to split the games up. Some think... people are fine with it. Mm. Some people are less fine with it and find it bothersome or don't mind playing for, like, two and a half hours in a row. Mm. And, of course, not all my games... Not all my league matches are three hours long. Like mm. they vary a lot depending on the boards. And uh, if some boards snowball early and you resign early, then they're way shorter, of course. So, like I don't have to split up all matches because not all are that long. Mm. So yeah, it just becomes kind of cumbersome and hard to deal with sometimes. I don't know. It's kind of a mess. It's mostly fine, but like <laughs> I just nah, I just don't like it. <laughs> I think they are polling, uh, polling yes. that right now, right? Yes. With the returning from the... Yeah. yeah. They're polling about how much people like to split up yeah. matches. Yeah. And I would prefer not to have to split up matches and just have shorter, yeah, <laughs> shorter matches with fewer games. Makes sense. But I know that a lot of people disagree. Yeah. And I totally see the reasoning for it and it makes a lot of sense for league to have a different format and all that once so like i'm not too bummed about there being six game matches but i don't know i might not play in league forever like i might stop playing what? league and just play like just play the the one of tournaments stuff like that you will not play league forever <laughs> and ever and ever <laughs> You're telling me this now in the interview? <laughs> I would have liked to have a private memo about this earlier. I'm so, so sorry. I can't believe it. Do At you... least you get to hear it before everybody else gets to hear this recording. I do. <laughs> I'm going to cut this out. <laughs> so it never happened. <laughs> you will play League forever! <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any recent memorable matches or moments you would like to share? The last doubles match with Cyrus was great. It took forever. <laughs> it did. I'm trying to remember how long it was. We played four games. I think three hours. No, more than, right? I think no, you said four, 350 no. or something. It was pretty long. It was at least three hours. Yeah, yeah it might have been 350. I think it depends on if you count with or without breaks. Like I just I remember you posting something with yes. 350. Yes. Yeah, I think it might have been like 350 if you included all the breaks and like the setup time with switching plays and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I think the sum of the game times was like just over three hours. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So I think we averaged like 45 minutes per game or something like that. Mm. Anyway, like there was a lot of fun situations. And especially the last game was... The, the ending of the last game was so exciting. <laughs> like, we were so tired of the playing for so long. And we've been, we've, we had been behind for quite a while on this board and we didn't think we were going to win. And this ending was kind of sloggy. And then our last turn was, we had an out or we had two outs that were possible. And we were debating so much which of the outs to go for. Pilot. No, waste, waste, waste to end the game with oh, okay. where, where we won. Yeah. Like we could, we could either buy province duchy or we could buy province estate and play a soothsayer giving them a curse mm-hmm. that was the catacombs game right yes mm-hmm. yeah so like we had a catacombs play where we were discussed where we discussed for i think two minutes or three minutes whether mm-hmm. to take those cards or flip those cards and in the end that last turn took 10 minutes i timed it which is like it's it's an insane amount of time and i'm really sorry <laughs> for it, but it was sorry also, jerry dad sorry martha yes but it was also so exhilarating to actually crack the nut yeah. and figure out what the correct way was to to play out that turn, yeah. which of the two outs to go for. And we actually figured out that we had like a real, 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 really high chance of winning huh. if we took the line we took. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, yeah, so we took the we took the we took the catacombs cards and then like we played another catacombs and then we had to deck track figure out what the last three cards in your deck were and think for a long time what those cards were and how it mattered which cards we drew with with cards and and stuff like that and uh, was it a wishing well involved it was no it was a vassal yeah yeah we were just discussing a vassal and like if the vassal flips this card what what happens then do we win then okay mm-hmm. if not what happens if it flips this card what happens if it flips this card and in the end after like another minute or two of the liberating we realized we had a guaranteed win there mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we played it out and we won <laughs> <laughs> but it was quite a complicated spot and it was really nice and that and that one was the match and it also meant that we didn't have to play more games. Yes, yes. <laughs> so if I, we had lost that game, it would have been 2-2, which meant we would have had to play more games. And that felt awful for everybody involved, especially our opponents. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. We, were like, we were so happy to win, to win there. Yeah, I was in their chat and they were relieved. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> Do you have a favorite game besides Dominion? Or favorite games? Is Dominion even your favorite game? I think Dominion is my favorite game at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it's by far the game I spent the most time with and I've spent the most time analyzing everything like that. So I definitely say Dominion is my favorite game at the moment. Favorite board games? I really like Temple Districtkins, which is a social deduction game. And it's also called Don't Mess with Cthulhu. Or well, it's a very similar variant of that. I played a lot of I've played a lot of social deduction games. A lot of uh, Avalon I played. Um a lot of um, One Night Ultimate Werewolf. What I really like about Temple Strickens is that there's actually a lot of game theory and math you can do on the game. And a lot especially a lot of the end game positionings have really simple game theory you can do about it. Oh well, really simple. It's enough that you have to get out pen and paper. And 
like write out all the possible scenarios of all the possible end states and this person has these cards and that person has these cards and this person has these cards and that person is, is to go what's the optimal to do because you only know what yourself know and yeah is it optimal to lie or not to lie and stuff like that so i really like that i really like and uh, century century column edition or century spice road um it's a neat little game that's relatively simple but there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of thinking you can do and you can think a couple steps ahead and plan a couple turns ahead you can't plan too too long ahead so I, I, it's it's just on the on the right edge of like complexity and and, and depth while still being like a really simple package. I recently played Viticulture a couple times and I really like that game. It's a nice game. It's a much bigger, it's a much more complicated game. Um, but I really like it. And there's loads of other games I like. Um, Castles of Burgundy is really nice. And I was thinking of one more game. No thanks. It's a really nice game. Mm, that you talked about yesterday, but we didn't end up playing. Yes. Mm. No thanks, it's really, really simple. But once again, you can actually do a bunch of math on the probability and the expected value of of the different options. And it probably would be pretty simple to actually write a bot that plays it kind of optimally. That would probably take all the fun of it mm. <laughs> away. Mm. <laughs> or I think that the math is probably too difficult to do by your head, so it's probably fine. I really like simple games that have that still have quite complex decisions and require require a bunch of thought. What are some of your other hobbies? <laughs> Why don't you let the people know? <laughs> so yeah, I like to dance, um, Boog and Fox and West Coast Swing. Dirty fox. The, the fox should be dirty. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say the dirtier the better, because you can go really dirty. <laughs> dirtier than what I saw on Sunday? No, no, that's... No, I mean, I mean, you can... No, I think that was about as dirty as you can be. But, like, I don't want to be maximally dirty with strangers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, but, but dancing maximally dirty with... With, uh, with a significant outer can be can be quite nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, Dirty Fox is quite nice. Which is, well, the basics I think is the same as, as Foxtrot, which is like a really common dance. But it's warped into a really, really intimate dance where you're glued to each other. It's intimate. Yes. <laughs> you dance really close to each other and you're just <laughs> hogging nonstop for the whole song. Anyway. That's Fox. Boog is really nice. It's quite interesting. It's a quite interesting dance with a lots of lots of ways to analyze it. And like you can kind of formalize the different possible moves in Boog. And you can do a lot of interesting moves about it. And it's also um, a Swedish yes. a Swedish thing. Yes, Boog is a Swedish swing dance. Uh, that's improvised. And then I picked up West Coast Swing. Um, before the pandemic, which I actually like more, uh, I like it more than Boog, because it's got more depth and it's a bigger space of possible moves, and it's a much bigger dance, 
it's dance internationally so there's much more resources on it there's a lot of videos of really good dancers dancing it so it's really nice to watch those videos and analyze what they're doing and analyze and then try to try to apply that but i'm not that good at it other hobbies i also like dancing um dance pad so i got two two dance mats <laughs> sorry this chair is the worst noisy chair i got noisy yeah, panda. i got two dance mats lying in a corner and i quite like that as well i'm decent i'm not i'm not good when you compare it to like good what does <laughs> it mean dance mat oh it's so like a dance mat or a dance pad is when you have um, yeah a mat mm-hmm. connected to either like a PlayStation or, or a computer, mm-hmm. and it's got um, different buttons on it that mm-hmm. you press with your feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's usually like arrows, mm-hmm. like in the in the classic DDR Dance mm-hmm. Revolution. There's arrows for up, down, left, right, mm-hmm. and then you uh, step on the keys mm-hmm. um, according to the instruction on the screen, kind of like mm-hmm. Guitar Hero, like SingStar. Basically. Not sure. Or like karaoke, if you will. I mean, yeah, kind of. Not really. So like, there's like... <laughs> <laughs> there's like ah. the four arrows that you can press on the dance pad. Yeah. They are on the top of the screen. Yeah. And then um, they... if, a, if a, And then they, there comes a stream of arrows on the screen yeah. scrolling upwards. Yeah. And when they hit the top, you should press that key. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's like karaoke, isn't it? I suppose, but it's not laid out in the same way. But yeah, guitar is, is the exact same concept, where it's like you have, a, you have a string and you have notes coming to you and then you press the keys on the guitar. I mean, sure, like with karaoke, you don't get like... Yes. But I yeah, guess SingStar is more because with SingStar you get points if you hit the note or not. Okay. Yeah. So I guess. Yeah. yeah. I haven't done a lot of SingStar karaoke, but I suppose. It's a shame. I suppose. Uh, other interests, yeah, play a lot of board games, play a lot of board games and programming and stuff. I played a lot in in online reality games. I, well, I played in two online reality games, but they last like nine months. Wow. <laughs> Can you maybe elaborate there? Like, what does it mean, online reality? Yes. Yeah, so like, well, there's a different, there, yeah, there's a bunch of reality games on television. And then a lot of a bunch of communities online try to recreate that experience, but you do it online instead. So there are survivor mm-hmm. online reality games where you take the rules of survivor. Ah, uh, like The Bachelor. Is The Bachelor like a reality game? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then you have like the like similar types of like contests and like people are eliminating the contests and voting each other out and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So there's a reality game from Korea called The Genius, mm-hmm. uh, which I highly recommend. It's really good. Lots of interesting games on there. And then there's a community, uh, Genius Online, uh, where they arrange reality games according to, to the format in that. Mm-hmm. Where you have a main match where every contestant plays and one player comes in last. And they nominate one other player that's not immune, and they have to play in a duel, and the loser of the duel has to leave. Mm-hmm. And then you play a new main match, and some people win it and get immunity, and one people comes last, and they have to go to the duel with the death match, is it called? Mm-hmm. And they nominate on the, on the player to go with them, and they play. 
so. And I played in two. I played in two of them. I first played in Genius Online for the final problem. <laughs> so where cute. I was eliminated relatively early. Because I made a lot of enemies and I was... <laughs> Why? How? You're the nicest chameleon ever. Yes. But I'm also like really ruthless in games. Huh. And like, well... I analyze the games and don't really care about the politics and like being friends with people. Like if there's a game, I want to analyze the game and I want to figure out the best way to play the game. And I want to... I see. I can't fall asleep. I'm sitting with a notebook in bed for three hours and just writing out stuff. <laughs> Why isn't the, poli- the the political aspect like part of your analysis if it's like important in those types of games? doesn't interest me okay just yeah it's just and like other people are weird they're not like me (laughs) (laughs) and that is true but i was wondering like if you are trying to find like the the best way to play a game and that is like one aspect of the game why wouldn't you analyze that yes and that is correct and i should uh, analyze with that in mind but i don't like doing that it doesn't interest me as much Uh, I want to play the games like I want to play the games I don't want to play the players so like the format isn't really for me because like the social aspect of it doesn't really interest me that much Mm. I just want to play the games and I just want to analyze them and like break them and like figure out the optimal strats and just like yeah yeah spend hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours making spreadsheets and making scripts and just like making lots of math and learning learning how to use game theory and calculating Nash equilibria and all that jazz and like half of it doesn't matter because my opponents aren't playing it like that and like if i'm assume like i'm figuring out the optimal strategy assuming that everybody is trying to play uh, according to the optimal strategy yes, yes, yes. but if they're not if they're just doing random shit because they're not spending hours and hours analyzing this so strange then my analysis doesn't yeah. barely does anything yeah yeah so like tragedy <laughs> yes <laughs> it's so frustrating at times <laughs> but yeah so i laid a, i made a bunch of of enemies in that first in the first uh game but i was I was really entertaining, uh, according to the spectators. So like, there's a lot of, so like, there's a Discord server made for every new game. Mm-hmm. We were, we were like 12 to 13 players or something. And then there's usually a bunch of spectators that have visibility into your channels. And like, you have a lot of one-on-one channels where only those two players have visibility in that channel. But, and also the spectators and the, and the moderators and stuff. And you have your personal, uh, confessional channels where you type out your, your thoughts. And because I was crazy active and thought for way too much and I'm really curious about solving this and I just want to share it. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I have this perfect avenue for like typing long, long screeds of text. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm doing that. <laughs> so I wrote, I wrote thousands and thousands of messages. Wow. In my confessional channel. Like, I'm not discussing with anybody. Nobody's responding to me. I'm sometimes I'm getting reactions yeah. on my messages. No, I'm just typing out for myself, typing yeah. out my thoughts. Yeah. So much text. But people liked it. People liked it. 
the the people that kept up and <laughs> liked it, <laughs> and, and they thought I was a strong player. And like like I was eliminated relatively early because I was considered a threat. Mm-hmm. And then they picked off the the weak chaff, and then like there was a couple strong players left. So I was reinvited for another org. Like I don't know a year later, not sure. Uh, it was called uh, Genius Invitational, and that one I won. <gasps> in the end. And I spent so much time on it. And like, it was pretty bad for my mental health. Because oh, no. <laughs> like, I can't sleep if there's an interesting problem to analyze. Oh, no. <laughs> so like, and if there's rules to a new game released in the evening. Yeah. And like, I want to analyze it for hours. And I want to discuss it with others. And you have to make alliances with others and stuff like that. And like, yeah, bye-bye sleep. Oh, no. <laughs> and also... The social aspects of it and like can become yeah, can become really hard for me. I really don't like conflict and I don't like excluding people and I don't like making alliances and like bullying people and stuff like that. And that kind of stuff happens in reality games like all the time. Yeah. So it was quite a toll to play in that. And I don't think I'm ever joining non reality game again. But I don't regret joining it, I think. Because mm-hmm. it was such an experience mm. was and it was a lot of fun doing all that and like survivor orgs and, and other orgs they're usually tra- they're like they're like way shorter and like way less intense mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> so people shouldn't be as scared for those <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was quite active in that community for a while. and that's where where i learned about the media yeah um, and i was also on swedish national tv on a reality game that was quite similar. That was also quite intense. Wanna... And I got eliminated early. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but just as well. It was super interesting to to actually be on a TV set and uh, and uh, learn how TV is produced and like all the cameramen and all the producers and all the so many staff on 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 that are running around and doing all the things. Mm. and how the feeling works and like and doing the competitions themselves and all that it was great do i have other interests yeah yeah and like and i have a lot of interests that i pick up and then get bored of and move on yeah a lot of computer games i play for a while and drop i usually only stay if there's like a community around it or like if there's modding or like competitions and stuff like that and played a lot of so I was super active in Crypto Necronancer for many years. I was a beta tester um, before launch. And I wrote a Twitter bot that still has hundreds of followers. Um, I was quite active in the Oxygen Not Included community. Made a few mods. But it was a pain to make mods on Linux. So I did didn't do oh. too much. <laughs> Sorry. And shout out to Peter Han for also being from the Oxygen Not Included community. Or ST Carlso, which I think he might be called now. I don't know. I think one is their Discord name and one is their in-game name. Yes. And I like playing with my plants. I had an interest in birding for a while. This last summer I was interested in insects. Learning a lot of them. I had a good app um, for identifying insects. So 
I took a lot of insect photos. Yeah, you were sending me some. Yes. It was horrifying. It was lovely. So many beautiful no. insects. It was before you knew that I'm like morally afraid of bugs. No, it's beetles. Yes, beetles. You're morally afraid of beetles. I so am. I'm not sending you beetles pictures anymore. That's right. I'm sending you all the other insect pictures. You do. <laughs> you don't mind that as much. I don't. But the first time was like really scary because I think I I left the laptop somewhere and I went somewhere else and when I came back like I saw it from afar like huge picture of a beetle and I was like ah what is this oh no why would they do this to me I mean it was super nice it was such it a was pretty not. beetle no. beetles are so pretty and so scary. interesting oh no. I love beetles. I love all the interest. I love all the insects. I love all the insects when they're not on me or like in the two, like in, in the, if, if I can't, like if they're like jumping at me or, or moving too fast yes. and I can't control them. That, then it gets a bit scary. Yes. I think the hardest part about not letting, not liking beetles is when there's a, a beetle in distress. Mm hmm. And I still, like, I have to rescue it. That's, like, I always feel, like, so... Conflicted? No. I don't feel conflicted because I know I have to rescue the beetle. Yes. But I feel like... Um, you, you feel bad about not liking it? Like, um, bestraft. What is the word for bestraft? But I'm like, does this like, does this really have to happen to me now? Oh, <laughs> it's like, right. you know, I can't just, like walk away from this beetle oh, okay. and just leave it here yeah you know i have to rescue it now mm -hmm. <laughs> like seriously Ugh. <laughs> anyways to continue yes what about space stuff yes i'm interested in space stuff i've been following i mean i got into it since spacex got into it and so i'm like i'm a i'm a one of the Groupies that have come into it sort of recently. <laughs> um, but SpaceX is really interesting and, and there's so much content produced around it and their live streams are really good. Um, so I, I watched, I watched quite a full, quite a few launches live and quite a lot of videos analyzing it. And I'm really excited about Starship because it's so cool that the development of a Starship is happening. Like, right before our eyes, like out in the open, because the, they, they don't bother, like they're moving so fast that they don't bother like building a huge building around it and like doing actually just like doing stuff inside like big clean rooms. So they're just like doing it just behind a fence out of steel. <laughs> so people have webcams pointing at the construction sites 24 seven and people are tweeting about it 24-7. And every time there's a new flap installed, or there's a new engine installed, or there's a new engine delivered, or the shape of something has changed, or a couple heat shielding tiles have fallen off, there's a bunch <laughs> of tweets about it. <laughs> the world knows. <laughs> the world knows. So there's so much to analyze, and there's so much interesting content, and there's so much to learn. So it's really cool. Mm. I like it. Do I have more hobbies? If you have more hobbies. Yes. Um, no, I think it's how you how you said that when you 
like when you stumble upon something that is interesting to you, you just like soak up yes. a lot of information about it. Yeah. And then when you reach the point where you're like, okay, then you move on to the next thing. Yeah. yeah. A lot of things catches my interest. And I spent a, I spent a lot of time reading blog posts mm-hmm. and Wikipedia articles and researching a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And like if somebody mentions a thing that I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to read the Wikipedia page about it. doesn't matter if it's 500 pages long, mm-hmm. if it's something that's cool. I'm on Twitter a lot and read a lot of blogs and I listen to a lot of podcasts, uh, a lot of stuff associated with effective altruism and rationality and all that jazz. What are your favorite, your three favorite Discord channels of the main Dominion server. It was important. It was important that you added that to yes. the end. Otherwise, I would have had to go through all the Discord servers I'm no, on no. and all the favorite channels in all of those. They are not interesting to us here on well, this if, program. If other servers are included, then the Idea Things channel in one Discord would be interesting, and the Nerd Nerds channel in another Discord would be. We would don't be care. Top there. <laughs> <laughs> My listeners don't care. Um, I can speak for them. They want to know how you how you can reach the computer with your tiny arms. Yes. Hmm. Which are my favorite channels in the Dominion Discord? You told me today that you have the pets channel muted. Yes. Which is heresy. Yes. But fine. <laughs> I assume that's not one of your favorite channels no, on this not. server. There's just so many cute pet pictures on the internet. I've become kind of desensitized to them. I think what I like about the channel is that it kind of, because it's like people from the community posting those pictures, Mm -hmm. so I get to attach like this little animal to this person Mm. and this little animal to this person. It makes sense. Mm, But I don't think I, yeah, no, it's not enough. I don't know the people in the community enough to care that much more about their pets. Like, if I met the pets in real life, I'd love them, I'd hug them, I'd play with them for hours and hours and hours. Mm. And like, yeah, and like, if my best friends have animals, I'm I'm totally fine with, with getting pictures. It's a tough question. I mean, Find the Win is pretty interesting. And like, Kingdom Analysis, I've spent so much time in there and I've learned so much from the channel, so that that one definitely deserves a mention. I gotta, I gotta check my phone and <laughs> see the list of. I channels. mean, you could also like rephrase the question, and it's a little different. But like, which three channels do you check the most, or do you check like every day? Well, I check all the channels that I have unmuted every day, several times a day, and read all the. Which like, ones are you? I check, I check them as often as there's hundred messages in them <laughs> when I'm checking Discord. <laughs> which ones are, are you looking forward to most checking? Scrolling through them. Well, there's a lot of good stuff in coding. Skynet and statistics can have interesting stuff in them as well. There's some really, really interesting stuff there sometimes. Sometimes it's uninteresting stuff. Well, there's new stuff in news. It's nice. <laughs> Otherwise, I, I don't really distinguish that much between the other channels. I mean, I read the stuff that's in them, so... The general tournaments channel has a lot of interesting discussion about tournament formats mm. and how to arrange them and the best way to do that. So in the end, coding, 
tournaments and find the win. Okay. Do you have a favorite Dominion server emoji? Well, the chameleon is recently added, so I have to say that. <laughs> Before that, I'm not sure. There's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of good ones. Wine Merchant is a classic. It's it's good. It's get a lot. Of, it gets a lot of use. It does. Yes. So finally, is there anyone you would be interested in hearing an interview with on the pod? A lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people. And I don't think you need more people to add to the list, really. <laughs> yeah, but I'd just be curious. Yes. But yeah, you don't need to give names if you don't want to. No, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to listen to all the episodes, regardless of who you're oh. interviewing. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I think, I'm, I think I'm probably more interested in, like, the the backend stuff and like the, the technical stuff more so than just players so interviews with Donald X and like Shafaliti uh, staff and staff and and, uh, and so on playtesters mm-hmm. would be interesting as well and people that maintain and build the tools that are used so like Cave Sapiens Tracers done a lot. Mm. I know there's there's so many people I shouldn't I shouldn't have started <laughs> naming people because then I'm gonna leave out a lot. <laughs> Everybody that's that's done a lot of work and I'm interested in all the all the details and like the stories about that. Mm. Uh, players playing winning tournaments and having good games, that's that happens all the time. It's the systems and the programming and the... The workers. Uh, yeah, that's the, that's the cool stuff. I see. Well, this has been very long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> Who could have expected that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't talk much, no, ever. No. Like, we barely know each other. Yeah, and like everybody knows that, everybody that tunes into my, my commentaries, both my self-commentaries and commentary and other me knows that I, I barely speak much, I barely say anything. Yeah. I'm mostly just quiet all the time. Yeah, yeah. playing your blitz matches. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Well, thank you for this time, like Mm -hmm. uncharacteristically taking a lot of time Mm -hmm. to tell me everything. (laughs) (laughs) I don't actually know how to how to end this. Oh, actually, yes. I I think the podcast listeners are really curious about why you're here with me in Sweden. But I would have put that into the intro. That makes sense. Okay. Why am I here with you? I'm just like here to visit you. Yes. Right? Yeah. Because yes, you're yes. my Dominion bestie. Yay! Um, and I wanted to have a holiday this year. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to have an international holiday. And I know um, other people in Sweden, so it was kind of a good combination of things. Yes. And also you didn't say no. Of course not. Which was... Uh, How would I? No. I'm trying to remember when it was brought up. It was brought up fairly early, actually. Yeah. And like, in what context? And like, why? <laughs> like, <laughs> who got the idea in the first place? <laughs> I don't recall. No, I don't recall at all. It was pretty... It was like before the summer, I guess. And then I, I had forgotten about it. And then you were like... You brought it back up. 
at some point you're like oh this is i think this is about the time when you plan to be coming and i was like right <laughs> let's 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 make this happen <laughs> yeah cause maybe i'd said before the summer that it wasn't going to be in the summer it's going to be later or something like that mm-hmm. yeah i think so yeah that's why i'm here Yay! <laughs> i invited myself <laughs> and you didn't say no and so no i'm here and yes getting to share all your hobbies and interests yes which is very fun it's great fun thank you for that you're very welcome <laughs> and um well i told terracubist my one note for terracubist after they had done like the two interviews was to always remember to close with a goodbye so <laughs> thank you thank you and bye goodbye And that's it. Thanks again to my dear Chameleon also for going over the audio again and doing some magic. If you haven't caught it, one of the games they are talking about is Tempel des Schreckens or Don't Mess with Cthulhu. And that's it for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. You can find me on Discord for feedback. I am at Strumpf. And I'll catch you all next time. The game has ended. Bye.